Hello and welcome to The Carpenter Shop. I'm Ricky Fitzpatrick, one of your hosts, and I'm here with my beautiful wife and co-host, Cresha. Life is all about building. Some of us build with wood, some with metal or stone. We build gardens, we build families, we build traditions and memories and habits that are the core of how we live. The Carpenter Shop podcast talks about that building. And from a perspective as Christian parents, homesteaders, and small business owners, we talk about seeking God's direction as we build in every area of our lives. Join us here for home and gardening thoughts, family and parenting discussions, and woodworking and scripture Q&As right here on The Carpenter Shop. Hey everybody, I'm Ricky, and I'm here with Krisha, and we are the Fitzpatricks, and this is the Carpenter Shop. We are very excited to be here, right, for our inaugural episode. Uh, just a little nervous, because, you know, I wouldn't, sorry. I wouldn't be too nervous. I wouldn't be too nervous. It's, it's not, I don't think there's anything really to be nervous about. I don't think so. Anyway, I'm excited about it. You know, uh, the whole idea of doing a podcast is something I've been wanting us to do for a while. This is cool that we get the chance to do this and share some stuff that we might not normally get to to share. Because uh, normally I'm, I'm doing woodworking videos and how-to videos and things like that. And um, this gives us a chance to let people know a little more about who we are. So, I'm I'm excited about it, and and hopefully we can pass along some some uh, some wisdom in the process. So, yeah, maybe we can do that. Okay. I hope we can. All right. So the first thing I want to talk about tonight is uh, well, it's tonight as we're doing this. It'll be today probably when people will listen. I don't know. It'll be. T- I don't know. People will listen to this. Morning. Depends on your question. I, I guess so. And it'll depend on when pe- people listen, right? So, anyway, it's for reference. Uh, it's it's night. It's evening. It's here. evening. It's yeah. evening. So, this evening, the most important thing I want to talk about is my sinus infection. Oh my goodness. So, I think it's important. I mean, so okay, so uh, if you know us, you know this. But it's if, called a man cold. It's not a man cold. I I did not have a man cold. So I had, and every year I have a sinus infection. I, I don't know why, but it just it's a recurring thing. And I'm a guy, so I am pretty pitiful when I get sick. So, but this really it does me in. I just I hate it. I can't. I guess I can't breathe. And I know. I, I'm well aware that she cannot breathe. Hell, it drives me crazy. And so, and I posted it on Facebook, which was a mistake for a couple of reasons. Number one, with all of the COVID nineteen stuff going on, it was like I think most of the people that saw that thought, "Oh no, he's got the coronavirus," you know. 
If that's a symptom, you need to be checked. You, you should have run that through corporate before uh, posting. I know. So anyway, I did not have the coronavirus. And I'm the worship leader at Cornerstone at our church, too. So when I posted that, I mean, as soon as I did it, I was like, ugh, that was, that was not a good idea. Because um, we didn't want to create, I don't want to say a panic, but we, we didn't want to scare people. Chaos. And, yeah. you know, we have some... Some folks there that may have a compromised yeah. system. There are some, some older folks that are trying to follow the rules. We're yeah. supposed to be taking care of those that might fall prey to what's going on around us. Yeah, so it was a big deal, but it wasn't a big It turned out to not be a big deal. But I will tell you, as and so I did a little research because... My I'll, nose is running. <laughs> I love to do research. So I'm um, finding out about sinusitis and, you know, sinus infections. And I just thought it was very interesting because I knew, and we had not talked about this before we sat down to record. So I knew you were going to make fun of me being quote unquote sick because, of course, the guy's never sick, right? Yeah. The, the woman births the baby, so she knows oh, she, pain is nothing to you, right? So, but to me, being sick, it... Anyway, every year, 37 million adults are diagnosed with sinusitis. That is staggering, wouldn't you say? That is huge. No, that doesn't really surprise me because I think as we go along, more people develop more allergies to things. So no, that doesn't really. I guess you're me. right. I guess you're right. And so and so, what you're saying is, so and I I really don't know. Sinusitis is either and or caused by or aggravated by allergies and. Um, sensitivity to things going on in the environment. You yes. think so? Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. That makes sense. Anyway, I'm glad not to be sick anymore. It actually passed pretty quickly. And normally, they hang around for weeks with me. So, um, and, and it's like a week. Bam, bam. You know why done. I think it did? Oh, uh, why? You're taking a vitamin. Oh, you're getting you're right. the extra that stuff that everybody yeah. says you should be taking anyway. Yeah, that's that's a good point. That is a good point. All right, so enough about me. Let's talk some. Let's talk about me and something else. No, I'm just kidding. So, uh, the so uh, the kids are back in school, right? So yes, that's a that's a good that's a good and a bad thing. Right? Yes, but you know you kind of have to. Take the relative precautions based on the information you're given. Yeah. And our kids are older, well, relatively, 11 and 14. So you want to consider their wishes somewhat as well. And they were eager to be back in the classroom and see a teacher face-to-face -face and interact with their friends and students and have some routine. I think that mm, is yeah. important, too. I agree. I was kind of... Sad to see them go back, um, you know, just from a parent's point of view. I mean, I'm, I'm here, you're working an outside job, um, and you're working some remotely 
here at the house and you're going into the office some, but I'm here. Um, I'm working here. So I'm really used to seeing them all day, every day. And, you know, on one hand, you know, it's kind of like too much of a good thing. But on the other hand, now that they're not here, I'm kind of lost. You know, I'm like feeling useless. Yeah. You're the dad. Because <laughs> as the mother, I'm thinking, thank you, Jesus. I just want to be <laughs> able to get through this yeah. one email response before somebody starts the microwave ask me why we're out of cereal or milk, <laughs> ask me if I'm going anywhere. Are you talking about the kids or me? Well, the shoe fits. <laughs> I just want to, I wanted, I wanted to do something. I love them and I'm, I have really enjoyed the time we were kind of forced into making our family important and spending time with each other. That was a good thing. But yeah, yeah. all four of us sitting at the table was not always. Yeah, you're right. Fun. You're right. Now, I'm kind of glad they're back in school. And I, I do agree. I think they needed it. And, you know, and Emma's first year in high school for Emma. Yes. First year in middle school for Jude. They're both really growing up. Uh, so I'm, I'm a little nervous, you know. And we got the whole mask slash virus thing going on. It's, we're, we're I wouldn't say we're quote unquote mask people, but. Um, you know, we're anxious, I would say. I think we're conservatively anxious, just, I guess, as all parents probably are. Well, as I told someone, because some of you may know that I have Crohn's disease, some may not. So, uh, a dear friend of mine, when she found out that I was actually going into the office a couple of days, which I wanted to do, because I have a great work family, too, that I've missed, but... She was, she couldn't believe it. And I said, you know, I, I think the best thing people can do is to listen to recommendations and use some common sense. And I said, you know, I, I go in, I wear my mask where I'm supposed to. If I get away from my desk, I use it. But I do customer service, so I have to be on the phone and interacting with people. So use some common sense. Listen to what has been requested. And I said, you know, I'm not going to be like licking the sidewalk, but <laughs> I'm not going to be stupid about it either. So I think that would be very interesting. That's the thing is you have to be conscientious. Our work provides masks for us. We have hand sanitizer. They have people coming through every couple of hours to clean things. And so I, I don't think they would incorporate us back into that setting if they weren't doing everything to provide a safe mm. environment for us. So I'm sorry. I, I'm kind of. When you said licking the sidewalk, I, I don't really remember much of anything else you said after that. I'm still, I'm still concentrating on that statement. I'm just wondering how we can capitalize on that. Can we take a picture of you actually licking the sidewalk? Maybe post it on Facebook or no. make a TikTok. That would be, that'd be, no. that would get in with the with all the kids on TikTok. Anyway, okay. I am glad the kids are back in school, though. I think it's it's that time, you know, the, we are beginning to get a little hint of some some weather, you know, fall's coming in, and um, yeah, speaking of fall, so I, um, I pulled up uh, our tomato and cucumber plants, and which just about broke my heart, because 
they're really at the end of their cycle, but we're getting ready to put in a fall crop. And that's something we've never done before. Um, so I was completely unaware of how to do it. Of course, I did a lot of research. I asked a few people, um, and it looked like it was, you know, perfectly okay. We were within um, the timeline to be able to put some fall stuff in. So we decided to do collards, and then I I decided on some beets also. Which you hate. I know, but I'm, I want to try it. So we'll just, we'll, we'll give it a try. Um, but I tried to find seedlings and nobody has a seedlings. And I was like, what? What's up? It's Well, as a know, true homesteader, you should have already, you know. I should have started them already, yes, right? I right. know. But I, you know, it really made me think. Um, a lot of people are doing gardening and I, and I think with all of the, the virus stuff going on, it has sparked a lot of, a lot of, um, I hate to call them fair weather gardeners, but you know, gardeners that they will garden because they needed something to do and they probably won't do it after this, you know, at least not on any kind of a scale. Um, but it made me think that that might be more representative of most of the gardeners in our area anyway. They're summer gardeners. That's, that's, that's a good term. They're summer gardeners. We don't really get much into fall gardening that much. They do the summer garden. They get the tomatoes. They grow some peppers, you know, stuff like that. And that's cool. That's good if that's all they want to do. But and that's all we've done. But, and I wanted to put in a fall crop this year. And I don't think the general retail stores around here, just I just don't think they support that because there aren't a lot of people doing it. So I couldn't find any collard seedlings, which distressed me greatly. Um, but I did go online and I thought, well, I'll order some online. They were crazy expensive or they were out of stock. Uh, so I just ordered the seeds. And I figured we might be a little bit late, but I ordered some collard and some beet seeds. And um, I'm just going to, I've never started any vegetable plants like that from seed. I mean, I've planted beans and corn and How stuff. How do you but get a collard or a beet seed? I don't know, but I ordered it and they sent it. I got it today. It's so. going to be like secondhand lines and we're on like five <laughs> rows of corn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? It might be some of that special collards. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know. When you think about it, weird. I mean. Well, hey, if we don't want to do this, then we can always go into hemp farming, right? Because now that's, I didn't know. So, okay, I'm, I'm completely off script here, but so I didn't realize until a couple of days ago, you know, when you're, you're Googling and you're, you're doing stuff, and next thing you know, you're off down some crazy <laughs> rabbit hole. And somehow or another, I discovered that a couple of years ago, the state of Georgia legalized hemp farming. And it just amazed me. It is something to think about. I mean, it's, it is a discussion. I believe as Christians, it's a discussion we need to be willing to have. And we need to be able to have it openly. I mean, man, I say openly, I mean open-mindedly. Um, because I'm, you know, with me saying my first reaction is, oh my goodness, that's 
largely because of the way I was raised. Right. Um, and so we've got to make sure that we're not making decisions based on cultural or social standards or um, traditions. And not that there's anything particularly wrong with those things, but we don't want to make our theological decisions based on social and cultural pressure, you know. We want to make sure we're independently weighing those things out against what God actually has to say about it. So, um, so I just finished something very exciting and uh, haven't even posted the YouTube video about it yet. So I have been wanting for a long time to make our own laundry detergent. Oh, Lord. Uh, I know. It's so exciting, and I'm not going to get into all the details on this episode. We, we may do like a whole segment on it coming up, like in a few weeks, but I'm, I'm really excited about it because it was not hard at all. Me and Jude did it, and uh, we made this stuff up, and <laughs> we, we used, what's that lady that we watched that had that made the the homemade soap and all i have no idea i just know she was too chipper for me she talks like this and she's very she's got a very northern accent and she goes up like that a lot i can't remember what her name was anyway she, i mean she's really cool you sound like edith from <laughs> orgy <laughs> okay anyway <Squirrel>. she <laughs> she was uh, all into this soap making thing and she actually does have a pretty legit recipe for it. So we've wound up kind of modeling ours after, um, after her, um, homemade laundry detergent recipe. Um, so anyway, we got it all put together. Um, I washed the first load of clothes with it today. Which was supposed to be only yours, and it was not. It was mostly mine. Um, and so, I will I will report here, the official report um, is that our clothes were clean. Our clothes did not stink. But our clothes did not have this overly perfumey fragrance stuff going on. Um they didn't feel any different. I mean, this seemed to do its job perfectly. I have no complaints at this point. So there. No, I, I did it. We did it. I really just thought you were doing something with Jude. Well, we sort of were. I mean, so in case people don't know, we do a lot of things so that we have the opportunity to do things with our with our kids or as a family um, and stuff like that. So, yeah, that was part of it, but, you know, I wanted to do this, and I think it's a good way for us to save money. So, okay, I'm not going to get into all the accountant-type details, but so generally, though, a, a thing of, can I say tied on publicly like this? Oh, can you? Can you say know. Todd? I don't know. My, I don't know if we're going to get sued for it, but 
Anyway, a thing of Tide. Um, detergent. I, detergent. Store-bought detergent. A store-bought, reputable name brand detergent whose name rhymes with slide. Okay? There we go. It comes in an orange bottle, detergent. usually. Okay. That detergent for a 100, 100-ounce bottle, which is looks like about a gallon, that's about, depending on where you get it, 11 to 13 dollars okay um now that um of course and how many loads of is, laundry would one what 30 something yeah i would say maybe 30 yeah it depends on how much of it you use again i like to use a whole cap full that's that's what i use so um i figure a more is better than not enough so anyway we do that um uh, wash clothes with that. It does the job. It smells good. Um, there's nothing particularly wrong with that, but in my mind, I'm thinking, number one, it costs a fortune, and it's full of chemicals and fragrances and colors and all the stuff that we're trying to avoid. So, me and Jude made our own homemade detergent. It wound up costing us a dollar and 43 cents to make 10 gallons, 10 gallons, and a gallon is 128 ounces, so it cost us a tenth of what the bottle of the detergent costs to make 10 times, or more than 10 times, what you would get in that detergent. It's, it's crazy, and it works. It works. Okay, so thank goodness we don't have 10 jugs, 10 gallon jugs here to put that in. But two. Not yet. And no. Yeah. What did you put it in and will it eat through that? What, what is in there that's supposed to be the cleaning agent? Oh, me. Well, okay. Not, again, not to get too detailed with this because I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, tonight at least, but. Um, we made it with, with Fels Naphtha, which is, it's, it's, looks like a bar of soap, but it's, it is really made for, it is a laundry soap and it's made for taking it and, you know, scrubbing it on a stained something or on a piece of clothing or something like that. Um, and it is, uh, it is a known cleaner and it's made for laundry. It's 99 cents for a big old bar of it. So I got that. I grated that in a with a cheese grater that I went and bought. I did I not use say, our own. Me. You didn't use mine from the kitchen. Um, I grated that into a five-gallon bucket, mixed it up with a bunch of hot water, and dissolved it. Then we just put a cup of 20 Mule Team Borax in there, and that is the real, that's what really makes it more aggressive. Um, so you don't even have to put that in there, but I did. So. so why didn't we just use the bar of soap? Because I don't want to sit there with a bar of soap and just scrub it. See, we want to make a liquid detergent. That way we can we can continue the process just like we do with the store-bought detergent and never miss a beat. So we just use the, the liquid detergent that we have made. And I could, I'm actually, I could put it in one of those empty detergent bottles that we've got out there and... Probably, if I hadn't told y'all, y'all would never. Is it green? No. We do have a green one out there, yes. 
It's the soap green, Dan. Oh, no. No, the soap is a an opaque white. Then I would have known it wasn't white. And, and I would not have used it because, remember, and, we have bought detergent before, and it looked funny, and I was afraid to use it. And the reason it's not green is because it doesn't... Did you do this before and trick me? And, no. Okay. It doesn't have artificial colors in it. So, da -da. so there we go. I get all that. Yeah. And I guess we'll see. But my thinking is, and I've told you that I that I grew up and every once in a while here, Daddy would come in with homemade soap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, it stunk. Oh, no, no, no. It was no, really no. harsh on your skin. Y'all can guess what was in there. And so I'm thinking, okay, I don't want something to be really harsh on, on my clothes. No, this this isn't made with lye and all that stuff. There's no caustic chemicals in it or nothing like that. No, no, nothing like that. Perfectly safe, gentle, um, and apparently it, it does a heck of a job cleaning. So, I'm calling it a success, but... I'm not sold. I, I know you're not sold. I'm 80% sold. So, I need to do a little more research and see how it all unfolds. But we will. We will. All right. I'm going to, because time is uh, clicking along here, I'm going to get into real quickly, and this, this is probably a segment I'm going to kind of take over for just a minute, but I'm going to move quickly through it. This is our YouTube Q&A. And uh, so in case everybody doesn't know, we have a a YouTube channel that's kind of like the hub of all of our online activity um, we have a, a ton of stuff going on on our YouTube channel, um, posting a lot of how-to videos, uh, just a, a ton of stuff on there. But um, we get a lot of questions on there, and some of them I answer pretty quickly, uh, just a sentence or two. But every now and again, we get a really good question, and I would really like to elaborate more on it. So with that, I have picked a question that I want to elaborate on very quickly, and I'm just going to read through um, my answer for that, okay? So, this question, and I'm not going to say who it's from because I haven't asked permission, uh, but this is just someone on one of our videos um, about uh, where we applied some water-based polyurethane, and um, I, if I remember right, I think we were okay the, the the question was we were putting the water-based polyurethane on something and they wanted to know they said i painted my table with chalk paint and sealed it with a water-based poly uh, i found out it wasn't as durable as oil-based polyurethane which is correct um, can i still sand and reseal that with the oil-based poly or will it affect the chalk paint and when we get this type of question quite a lot and so this was the answer that I gave her and it's now the one I want to share with you so my answer was I get this a lot and the short answer is no uh, refinishing over an old polyurethane will not affect the underlaying chalk paint layer um, but there's a little more to it than that so one we assume the chalk paint finish was done well and number two, we also assume the previous water-based poly was also done well, and it's cured. And that means it's got to sit, the water-based poly's got to sit for a few days 
for it to really um, harden to a, a finished stage. So if, if those two things are true, then that's most of it out of the way. Um, so, but if you want to put an oil-based poly over all of this, um, you'll want to scuff the surface uh, slightly, it, and that basically just removes the sheen of the old poly, um, but you don't need to do it very hard. There, there's a myth that says, and, and I've said this too, if you don't scuff the surface to give the, the poly something to grab onto, um, then it'll come off. That's, that's not really true. Um, it doesn't need something to grab onto, but sanding is more, it's really about removing the little imperfections that are on the surface that you're going to be painting over. And if you put on um, a new coat of poly, it's just going to, it's like holding a magnifying glass over those little imperfections. So it's just perfecting the layer before you, you put all that on it. Anyway, having said that, over time, uh, oil-based poly is more durable, but it's got a really nasty habit of it pulls tannins out of the wood, um, and that's going to cause some browning and yellowing. And, and a lot of people will say, oh yeah, that oil-based poly turns yellow. And it does. Um, um, so that is a danger. And since the, the chalk paint is really porous, then chances are that polyurethane might pull right through the paint and uh, and pull the the tannins up out of the wood that's all the way up underneath everything. Um, but anyway, it, it, that's that's an, a guess, so I'm not really sure if it would do that. The, the water-based poly won't cause the yellowing. But uh, having said all of that, can I still sand and reseal that with the oil-based or will it affect the chalk paint? The general answer would be yes, you can do that. And no, it should not affect the chalk paint. <laughs> well, hopefully somebody that's doing this, this will make some sense. This will make some sense. Okay. Uh, the next thing I wanted to get into, and if we have time, if we have just a few minutes, I wanted to get into a real quick scripture discussion, and I know we haven't we haven't gone over this. What I wanted to do is come up with a scripture that let's just say I come up with it, and then I throw it out there, and you're unprepared for it. So we want to hear what you think about it, having been unprepared. Next week we'll flip flop it around, and um, maybe you come up with something okay. and see what you think. So my scripture aha moment. I don't know what we want to call it yet, but. It's, this is going to be on Matthew 7, verses 1 through 3. It says, Judge not, lest you, lest you uh, be judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use it, you will, it will be measured to you. So why do you see the speck that's in your brother's eye, but don't notice the log that's in your own eye? This, this is something... You know, we've been talking about this with our kids, and it's something I don't know if I completely understand it. So, anyway, tell me, off the top of your head, what's this make you think? The whole judge, let's not you be. Because I'll tell you, on social media, people love to say this to Christians. If I say anything that might be considered offensive, people love to remind me, Hey, don't tell me that I did something wrong. Don't judge. You know, you're not supposed to judge lest you be judged. Blah, blah, blah. So, anyway, 
All right. What do you think? I think it's a, a piece of scripture that people throw around regardless of their um, choice of religion. I think because mm. it, it sticks in your mind and so is so easily. And we're, we're not supposed to be. If The Bible also says you're supposed to go to someone in love. If you see them straying, you're supposed to go to them in love and try to talk to them and mm. help and correct them. Not... You know, you're not supposed to be, we're not sitting on the great throne looking down and seeing everybody's faults because, hey, we've, we've got our own. That's the whole point of looking at the speck in somebody else's eye, but you got a log in your own. So, so the sa same concept. And honestly, if I've always said, if I spend my time taking care of myself and my family, I don't have time mm -hmm. to take care of you and your family. Yeah. And that's not what God, he didn't call me to say, hey, you've got trash out on your doorstep. He said, love them anyway. Love them and, and show them the right way to be by the way you act. Mm -hmm. So if I'm doing what I should be doing, then I'm not judging them. Mm -hmm. you're, like I said, you're supposed to go to them in love, but I do think that that is something that's, you know, thrown around a lot and I think I think it's I think it's easy in the heat of a moment especially when there's a disagreement to to throw this at somebody regardless of what the disagreement is so yeah that makes sense but then you know yeah. they're supposed to be looking at me in love too so <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I I understand all this, and and what you said that does make that does make sense. I find myself being really judgmental, um, and I guess that's just some of that's just human nature. Um, but sometimes, you know, I will feel like I need to at least let somebody know that, hey, man, you're you're way off base here. You're but but then again, some people will say, you know, you need to mind your own business. You know, why why do you feel compelled to tell somebody that you think they're mistaken about something? Why don't you just let them do them and you do you? And I get that too. I don't know. And I will say I'm 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 not that confident in uh in knowing when the lord leads me to say something or when he is leading me to be quiet i'm i'm not very good at understanding when he wants me to do one or the other so a lot of times my my nature will just take over and i'll do something before i think about it um, i do think we should be more loving and more considering considerate of one another, uh, empathy goes a long way. Uh, well, it so. says, you know, scripture says you're supposed to go to someone in love. It doesn't say you're supposed to social post on social media. You're supposed to text them mm -hmm. because through that, a lot of the emotion mm -hmm. for what you're saying is completely lost. And so, something that you might be doing, saying is, hey. You know, mm. this information is, is incorrect that you're going on. Mm, that's, when you, that's good. When you type it out, yeah. it could, co could come across as an attack versus, 
hey, let, let me let me tell you this is this is wrong and this is how I know it's wrong. So I think that is a big problem for people mm. is that instead of taking the time to go sit with someone and say, hey, this bothers me. This mm. is why this bothers me. You know, I respect you and I love you. I think highly of you. But this is not of your character and this bothers me. Versus saying, what you're saying is out of line. Mm. Because when you do it that just through a tight message of mm. whatever the nature, you lose some of the compassion and love that's supposed to be given at the time of correction or rebuke or mm, that's a good or point. whatever. So a lot of that is, is lost. And I think people forget mm. that, that some things are so open to interpretation. You know, an email that I send to a customer, the one person may read mm. it and think, oh, she's, she's fabulous. I love her. And one person may look at it and say, that was very short and to the point. Why didn't she elaborate? Why didn't she mm. give me this information? So you got perspective there too, but I think that's so mm. lost in this day and age where everybody just communicates in in some non-verbal form. So it's lost. Yeah. Phil Robertson would be proud of that statement, wouldn't he? We need to put away uh, these dadgum phones. Black boxes is what he calls them, <laughs> the black box. Now, I think you're right, you know, and that that made me think, as, as you were saying that, I thought, uh, I mean, I can think of a lot of times when I've, I've seen somebody post something that I wouldn't say it, it offends me, but I'll think, what were you thinking, dude? You should not have said that. And I will jump in there and I'll say something, something corrective, you know, and my logic is, well... You know, I'm just telling them because I want to. I want to make sure they know the truth, or I want to. You know, they need to be corrected, or they can't just say that uh, without a Christian perspective coming in. The truth is, if my concern was probably my if my concern was making sure they were getting what I viewed as a truthful perspective. Why am I doing it in public in the comments? That is, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. If To me, if you really just wanted to make sure yeah. that they had proper information on the subject or yeah. whatever your need to communicate something, yeah. there's a way to communicate that that is not public. Yeah. And so, again, I think it's mismanaged when it's a typed response. It is in the public eye. Yeah. And then and then it becomes an argument versus right. I just hey, I just wanted you to know because I don't know if you knew this or not. Maybe you didn't have time to do this research. Maybe you don't yeah. know this person as intimately as I do. Whatever the situation is, so when I, I, post, I think that's yeah. wrong. When I post something in public like that, I can say it was to let them know it wasn't. It was to let everybody else know that I said it. That's really what it comes down to. And what do I tell you? What. Shut up. You shouldn't have done that. I should. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And you're right. You're right. Sometimes I just like to get my point across, Donna. But I'm not doing it. It's not our it. point to be right. You're right. It's our point to show someone love and compassion. Well, stop being so judgmental. 
I live with you. I can, I'm not judging you as a princess. I'm judging you because I live with you. I think that was a good little discussion on that. I like that. Yeah, that was good. And that gave me something to think about, too. All right. One more segment here before we finish up this episode. Um, we had thought about what to call this episode and went through a couple of different things. And this is Cretia's creation. And I like this. So we're going to call this segment Jihaw. So our, and I don't know if you don't know what Jihaw is, I'm not going to get into explaining it here. But if you're from the South, you probably know what Jihaw means. Anyway, I'll get into more about that when we have a little more time on our hands. But Jihaw is basically just going to be some random discussion. And we're going to do like we did with the scripture. We're going to flip back and forth. I'll pick it one week. Chris will pick it the other week. And then we'll hit the other one completely unaware. Now, I can't say that about this one because I had already told her what my Jihaw subject was going to be. And I love it. So I'm going to stick with it. But I'm uh, offended already. <laughs> but normally Jihaw is just going to be sort of off the cuff. Okay. So my Jihaw segment subject is why the world needs to save plastic coffee cans. It is, and in my opinion, it's critical to the survival of the human race, even. I mean, plastic coffee cans, aside from the fact that it's good to keep these things out of the the landfill, I mean, these it's like I I, I can't even I can't even think of an example. I mean, it's like the carpenter's hammer. It's like the no, it's, it's like Matt. Dramatic. It's like Matt Dillon's gun. It's no. you can't. I mean, you almost couldn't make it without them. I've got them everywhere. They they're great for storage. They're, you have them everywhere. They're all over the countertop. And in here, I got them out in the shed. I probably got one in my truck. Look, there's one right up there. I and see. you know what it's doing? Its sole purpose. It well, there's three. Well, it, up on the top shelf there in front of us, it and its sister, they don't have anything in them yet, at least. But their sole purpose is to create a shelf upon the shelf that the wrapping paper can sit up on top of so that that makes room below it for more junk. That's what they do. They're perfect at that. So I think... It's essential in this day and age, and especially for people who do homesteading, working with their hands and type things. I don't see how you can, I don't see how you can call yourself a homesteader and not save plastic coffee cans. It's almost, it would be sacrilegious to not, to to say I'm not going to do that. That is way over the top. And I've even seen cute DIY stuff on Pinterest. You know, you can make cute little tissue boxes out of them. Sure. You can paint yeah. them and use them for your canisters on your kitchen countertop. And, you know, all, all of that. And, you know, to, oh, yeah. to folks that are doing that, more power to you. But my problem is, and what is sitting in our sink right now waiting to be used that you put in there? Because I won't wash it. 
I know exactly what's sitting in the sink in there. A glass pickle jar that we will, I will put nails, screws, washers, something in it. It's perfect. But why do you not, this is my problem. You want to save these things, but you, it takes you a week to do that. That will sit in there <laughs> until I decide I'm going to hide it in the trash can and throw it away. By then, you will have forgotten, hey, I had a pickle jar that I was going to use for something. The same with the coffee cans. No, I'm like, this, this is like, I can completely relate to, if I'm remembering this right, it was an episode of Everybody Loves Raymond. And his dad was upset because they threw away his bacon grease. Do you remember that? That's totally different, though. That is completely different. And I don't even think they were Southern. But in the <laughs> South, now that would be a t totally different thing. If we, you know, if our hearts could handle it, I would say bacon grease. That was different. My grandmother did it. My mama did it. My daddy does it. And you it. know what, though? That's If different. we have a glass pickle jar that we've saved, you could use that to save that bacon grease. No, I can't because you don't need to be eating bacon in the first place. <sighs> That's it's a totally different concept. Yeah. Possibly. Okay. We'll, we'll agree to disagree on this point, right? I think we should save all of them. No. Plus, I mean, I like the coffee anyway. So. You can save as many as you would like, but I do not want them sitting everywhere. When you get ready to save one, take it to the building or somewhere else. But the point of saving them is to use them. That means they, by definition, exactly. they have to be sitting somewhere. Not in my kitchen. Not on the table. <sighs> All right, so I'll build you things for the kitchen out of um toilet paper tissue tubes and things like that because we'll save that's what we'll get into the next time is why we should save tissue and paper towel tubes i don't save those i know but i would like to no because we could do all kinds of things but well that's a whole nother that's a whole nother episode right okay let's end the jihad right we'll end it tonight that is going to just about wrap us up now because we had intended for this to be a 30-minute introductory episode, but it looks like we're we're pushing it, uh, getting on close to about 45, 50 minutes. So, you can uh, edit it down. I may do some editing, yeah. Anyway, hey, I, I enjoyed that. So I'm looking forward to every week doing this. And plus I get to be in here with you, so... It's kind of cool. Yeah. This is just a way for you to be in here and not be interrupted and asked to buy something off of Amazon or show you <laughs> TikTok dance. I know. All righty. So that is about it. I do want to close us out with a couple of things. I want to give a couple of shout outs. Uh, Anchor.com, of course, they are hosting and helping us distribute our podcast episodes. We are very grateful for the work that they do. And I wanted to give a quick shout out to Secure at Gun Safes. We are uh, getting into, into some affiliate marketing stuff, and it's very cool. And they are our first company to come on board um, specifically to do affiliate marketing with. And we're real excited. I'm not going to get into telling you a whole bunch about them today, but I will talk about them more. They are a remarkable company. If you're a gun owner or a hunter 
Um, if you've got several guns or have plans to, to have several guns, you definitely want to have a way to keep them safe. And this is a great company to help you do that. So um, you can find out more about them over at secureitgunstorage.com. Um, you will enjoy it over there. And if you want to look on any of our stuff online and we should have links to them, if you use our links, that is our affiliate marketing connection right there and it helps support the things that we do. Uh, some of the other links that we will be posting will be links to some of our t-shirts and coffee mugs over at bonfire.com, um, our social media connections, our of course our YouTube channel, which we would love for you to be a part of and uh, subscribe to um, because we, uh, we love to inter interact with everyone there. Um, and then finally, on our Apple Valley Farm website, uh, over at www.applevalleyfarmga.com, and that'll have our blog, our store, lots of links, and we're about to get into some recipes. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. That won't be me. I'm not, I'm not the cook. Creech is the cook. Um, and then, uh, for listener support, we are doing two things. One, uh, you can support us through listener support um, over at patreon.com slash applevalleyfarm. We're very excited about being hooked up with Patreon. And here on anchor.com, it's actually anchor.fm slash the carpenters shop. No apostrophe, of course. Um, so you can support us through either one of those areas. And uh, so with that... Thank you very much for being here with us, and uh, thank you for spending some time with us. We hope you heard something here today that made you smile or made you think, and we pray that God uses it to continue to speak to you until we get together again. A huge thank you to our colleagues, our sponsors, and our faithful listener support teams. Thank you so much. Have a great day until we meet again. Happy trails. Happy trails. That shouldn't be our ending. Oh, we Happy might do that. If we can license that, I don't know. If we if we have to license it. That's a good idea. Okay, I'm looking into... That's what Moby used to use when he was talking about the song. Oh, did he? I think so. All right, Happy Trails song. I'll, I'll look into that, too. All right, have a great day, and uh, we'll see you next time.